are Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, January 19th, and on the podcast, we're going to take a look at yesterday's very disappointing one nothing loss to the New York Islanders as well as update the East Division Power Rankings. Before we get to that, let me remind you that the podcast is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts is what I use for my Android phone. Please do subscribe, and each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, particularly you Apple users, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on social media, you can find the podcast at LO underscore Boston Bruins on Twitter and at Locked on Boston Bruins on Instagram. I can be found on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a lifelong Bruins fan, have been writing about hockey for about 15 years now, worked full time in hockey writing as a news editor for The Score and also was able to cover a OHL championship while writing for SB Nation a couple of years ago, looking at some OHL prospects for the Sharks as well as the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, I am uh, digital marketing by day, recording the podcast on the side, and very uh, happy to be able to chat with you all on a daily basis about our favorite hockey team, although right now, Not very much to get excited about. Of course, one of the big questions coming into the season for our Boston Bruins was the new look defense. Tori Krug out to the St. Louis Blues. Zdena Chara gone, having signed with the Washington Capitals. But that has turned out to not be the biggest problem. The Bruins have now allowed just five goals through three games um, with, uh, you know, having given up two goals in each of the two games against the New Jersey Devils, and then one goal in a 1-0 loss to the New York Islanders on Monday. Now, the team is 1-1-1 through those three games, and the big issue is, of course, scoring. They have gone three full games without a goal at even strength in 5-on-5 play, and were shut out by Semyon Varmalov, on Monday, despite tossing 27 shots on goal. Center J.G. Pajot scored the game's lone goal with about 4.09 remaining in the third period. And the Bruins, of course, are without David Pasternak on the top line. Andre Kasha is out with an upper body injury, meaning Jake DeBrusque took some uh, spins on the top line. And he said after the game, we want to help out Tuka and Yarrow. They have been standing on their heads, making grade A saves, and we want to reward them for that. It's a long year. We're focused on it. It's what everyone wants to talk about is the production five on five. And it's one of those things that we're very aware of. But at the same time, we have confidence in our group. 
DeBrusque said, I think we're really stacked up front. Obviously, with no preseason, you can use any excuse you want, but we know what we need to do. It's just a matter of going out and executing. Sounds easier than what it is, obviously. We have faith in this room. It obviously stings when you lose one nothing on the first road trip of the year. Now, I I do agree with DeBrusque here when he says that the team is pretty loaded up front. Even without Pasternak, they came into the season with uh, two very good middle lines with DeBrusque, Krejci, Kasha, and then Richie, Coyle, and Smith. Richie has actually looked like one of the better forwards out there for the Bruins. He's created a lot of high danger scoring chances, getting to the front of the net, and he's already scored once and could have a couple more with a bit more luck. Um, with Pasternak out of the lineup, obviously he's a game breaker and they could use him, but they do have some skill and talent up front that should be getting the job done. And yeah, for whatever reason, they're stuck in this slump to begin the season. We'll talk a bit about more about that when we get to the East Division Power Rankings and PDO and things like that. Um, but right now, again, the team is 1-1-1 one, one after three games on the road, no goals, 5-on-5, five five, and head coach Bruce Cassidy said, I suspect there will be a bit of frustration, and rightfully so. As long as it doesn't carry over into what we're trying to do, that's the challenge in front of us, so we'll keep harping on it. I would say there would be some frustration, but it didn't affect how we played. We didn't cheat all over the ice tonight, played a good, solid defensive game, Tried to win the right way, we just didn't, and we've got to break through. Dugarask made a bunch of stellar saves in the game, including an Anthony Beauvillier semi-breakaway attempt midway through the third period to keep the game scoreless. And he believes that if the Bruins continue to play solid defensively, they will put themselves in position to win plenty of games. Again, the defense has looked pretty good. Uh, The new-look defense, there is some concern with Matt Grizzlick having been apparently injured in the game against the Islanders. We'll get an update on him here today, hopefully. Uh, But Rask said, you know, it's early in the season. We play that team defense throughout the year, and we're going to win a lot of games. The offense will come, so we just got to stick with it and not hang our heads. Today, we could have scored one or two goals to win the game, but tough bounces again, and that's just how it goes sometimes. Now, the Bruins have had some great strengths this season so far, one of them being the penalty kill. That has gone a perfect 13 for 13 on the season. Jeremy Lozon led the way with over six minutes of shortheaded ice time, teaming up with Brandon Carlo on the Bruins' top penalty kill unit. Lozon said, Brandon is a really good defensive player, really good on the PK, Really easy to play with him 5-on-4, just trying to read off him, find some chemistry, and they have done a great job so far uh, killing penalties. Again, uh, Kasha out with an upper body injury, so Jack Stanika re-entered the lineup to play with David Krejci and Nick Ritchie, who had a game-high six shots on goal. DeBrusque got the call to skate with Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron. The Bruins have a couple days off ahead of Thursday's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. 
So hopefully some guys can get uh, rested and feel better in order to get back in the lineup. Um, Grizzlick, of course, is a bit of a concern. He fell awkwardly after falling in a puck battle with Islanders forward Jordan Eberle along the boards. Both players were penalized. Grizzlick for interference and Eberle for tripping. And, uh, of course, Grizzlick wasn't able to come back and... Bruce Cassidy did not have an update immediately following the game, but hopefully we'll get one here today. Overall, the Bruins outshot the Islanders by a margin of 27 to 17. Again, uh, Nick Ritchie led the way for the Bruins with six shots on goal. Uh, The only other player to come close was Brad Marchand with five. And then we had a bunch of guys with a couple shots each. Uh, but nothing doing when it comes to scoring. Rask with 16 uh, saves on 17 shots for a 941 save percentage on the day. He, uh, for the season, has played very well. A 1-1 record with a 923 save percentage and certainly deserves a better fate than he's had. Uh, What it means for the overall look of the team heading into their first homestand of the season, we'll talk about here in a moment as we look at the East Division Power Rankings. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk for a moment about rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business, and they've been selling auto parts online for over 20 years. Whatever you're looking for for your vehicle can be found on their easy-to-navigate website, and best of all, their prices are always rock-solid. Whether you're looking for a taillight, a gas cap, or something bigger like an engine module, you can find it at rockauto.com. All you need to do when you get there is write locked on in their how you heard about us section so they know that we sent you. Rock Auto, amazing selection, unbeatable prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Now today is Tuesday, and on Tuesdays, we do the East Division Power Rankings here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Now, if you listened to the podcast last season, you'll know that when I look at the Power Rankings, it's not just about the standings, who has amassed the most amount of points. I also like to look at the underlying numbers. Uh, I'm not a fancy stats expert by any means, but I like to look at Corsi 4 percentage, which is the number of shots generated by a team compared to the opposition uh, brought in a percentage form. So right now, the top team in the NHL in Corsi 4 percentage is the Toronto Maple Leafs. 58.18% of all total shot attempts generated in each of their four games, which is very good. I also like to look at expected goals for because shot attempts doesn't tell the whole story expected goals also looks at the quality of shot attempts so the minnesota wild right now at 61.36 meaning they are creating 
quality, high danger scoring chances and should be getting 60% of the goals scored in all their games. I also look at PDO, which is combining shooting percentage as well as save percentage. The basic idea here is that a team should be around 100 based on a 900 save percentage and a 10% shooting percentage. That's kind of the average for both. If you're above or below, it means you're getting high shooting percentage and exceptional goaltending or, you know, like our Bruins, which we'll see, very low shooting percentage and terrible goaltending would lead to a low PDO. So let's get into it right now. And keep in mind, of course, it is early days and sample size is pretty small at the moment. Some say I might be bitter because of the weekend result, but I'm still going to put the New Jersey Devils in eighth place here. They have a 1-0-1 record put together at the hands of the Boston Bruins, but their underlying numbers don't suggest sustained success. They have a 48.3 Corsi percentage, a 48.83 expected goals, and their goaltending so far is perfect at 5-on-5 by way of styming the Boston Bruins, elevating their PDO to 1.083, which is uh, fourth in the NHL. So I don't really see the New Jersey Devils being able to sustain the success, and I'm putting them still at the bottom of the division where I expect them to remain for the duration of the season. Next, I'm going to put the Buffalo Sabres. They have a record of 1-2. and two. They're one of only two teams in the division with two regulation losses. They do have an expected goals of 57.29, but their Corsi is at 50.42, and their goaltending is very suspect. Um, so I'm going to put them down in 7th, and I do expect them to remain there with the New Jersey Devils over the duration of the season. Things get a bit more interesting when we get into sixth. I'm going to put the New York Rangers in sixth. They do have a record of one and one so far by way of splitting a couple games with the New York Islanders. This is a very loaded, young, talented team, and I think they could surprise. What's keeping them down now is their expected goals of 47.8, but with talent like uh, Alexei Lafreniere... Artemi Panarin, who's an MVP candidate, Capo Keiko, uh, Mikhail Zibanejad, and a goaltending duo of Igor Shosturkin and Pavel Georgiev. I really do think this team could surprise, but I'm keeping them down in, in sixth because I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are much better than they have shown so far. They are 1-2 with a minus 5 goal differential. So why am I giving them the benefit of the doubt? Well, they have a third-ranked Corsi percentage of 55.83, they have a, uh, let's see here, a 10th ranked expected goals of 52.9. What's hurting them at the moment is their goaltending. Only an 82% save percentage at 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, Matt Murray has looked pretty good for the Ottawa Senators, so you wonder if they made a bad decision there. Trusting Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith in net. Um, but if they get even league average goaltending and 
if their top guns like Evgeny Malkin can get going, then there's certainly something there to build on. And I do expect them still to be a playoff team, although I wouldn't be surprised if they are surpassed by the Rangers at some point. Now, in fourth, I'm going to put our Boston Bruins. They're currently fifth in the standings with a record of 1-1-1 one, one, and one through three games, a minus one goal differential. But I'm optimistic that things will turn around. First of all, they won't have a zero shooting percentage at even strength for much longer. And their underlying numbers are very good. They have a 55.56 Corsi percentage, putting them fourth in the NHL. Their expected goals is... 53.62, which is 8th in the NHL, and their PDO currently puts them down in 28th. So what that all means is that the puck will start bouncing in their favor at some point. They are without David Pasternak. Andre Kasha is out of the lineup. They've been bouncing players around, but still they have been out attempting the opposition and generating pretty quality scoring chances. Uh, maybe not based on the eye test, but certainly based on the underlying numbers. And they should get things rolling sooner than later. Uh, they outplayed the Islanders, certainly deserved a better fate in that game. Uh, could have easily taken both games against the Devils. The opposition doesn't get any easier as they are set to face the um, Philadelphia Flyers here in a couple games than the Penguins. And they really need to get that puck bouncing in their favor. But I am hopeful that things will indeed turn around. So I'm going to put the Bruins in fourth. I'm going to put the Islanders in third. Although I think they are largely built on smoke and mirrors. Their Corsi percentage is 28th in the NHL, 42.45. Their expected goals is 48.54, which is... 18th in the NHL and uh, they have kind of been dining out on some exceptional goaltending that we saw or solid goaltending at the very least that we saw yesterday in the form of Semyon Varmolov. Philadelphia Flyers I'll put in second although they too have some questionable underlying numbers. 45.45, 44.35 in Corsi and uh, expected goals respectively they have an elevated shooting percentage at five on five play 15.09 and that is sure to drop at some point and that could bode well for our Bruins if uh, you know over the next couple of games Philly's shooting percentage takes an expected dip Boston's takes an expected bump then uh, that could bode well for the Bruins especially based on how each is playing in terms of shot attempts, and high-danger scoring attempts. I'm going to put the Capitals in first. They're the only team with five points. They have a plus-two goal differential, and they have looked pretty solid so far. Zdeno Chara's new team, of course. They have a Corsi rating of 49.01, expected goals of 45.79, and also a pretty inflated shooting percentage of 13.33. So you can see here, there's a bit of a pattern developing early on. The teams that have had the best puck luck, have high shooting percentages, are the ones who are winning. 
those who haven't had those bounces are not getting the points early on here like the Bruins and the Penguins. Altogether, I would expect the Bruins and Penguins to fare a little bit better here in the coming days. And for teams like the Islanders, Flyers, and Capitals to level off a bit. And so we could see some interplay there in terms of the standings. But at the moment, I'm ranking the teams as follows. The Devils in 8th, Sabres in 7th, going to put the Rangers in 6th, Penguins 5th, Bruins in 4th, and then the Islanders, Flyers, and Capitals atop the division. And uh, yeah, certainly our Bruins, they need to really get it going here. And again, they're not going to go the whole season without scoring 5-on-5. That should right itself very soon. Uh, hopefully in these upcoming games against the Flyers, which we will preview in uh, the coming days ahead of Thursday's game uh, at home, the Bruins' first home game. You also have to take that into account as well. There obviously won't be fans in the stands, but still uh, having that comforts of home uh, certainly goes a long way to uh, helping a team achieve success. Before we move on, let's talk for a moment about betonline.ag. To help you get ready for the NFL Conference Championships, NBA regular season games, NHL games, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You can visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG on Twitter and Instagram to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tuesdays on Locked On NHL, it's all about the East Coast bias as Locked On Sabres host Joe DiBiase and Mike DeStefanano of Locked On Leafs take a look at the biggest stories in the Eastern Conference. Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin to the defending Lightning and up-and-coming Rangers and everyone in between, Locked On NHL is the place to be for Eastern Conference intel every Tuesday. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Speaking of the Penguins, Kasperi Kapanen will make his team debut tonight after being acquired from the Toronto Maple Leafs back in the summer. He had missed training camp and the Penguins' first three regular season games because of an immigration issue and mandatory seven-day quarantine. He says he's felt a bit sluggish, but happy to be back in the lineup. He'll skate with Evgeny Malkin and Jason Zucker, and obviously that should help address some of the Penguins' issues that we talked about in the uh, power rankings section. And again, hopefully that was somewhat easy to follow. I do like to incorporate those underlying stats into the mix, and basically the whole idea is some of the teams that are on top at the moment have been experiencing some pretty good luck so far in terms of shooting percentages and save percentages and teams like the Bruins and Penguins have not gotten the breaks despite 
strong play at the moment. Uh, so all that to say that. The other big things going on, of course, uh, Patrick Laine missed Monday's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs with an injury, quote-unquote. Uh, have to wonder if there are some pieces in place for a trade to happen there. Pierre-Luc Dubois also uh, remains on the trade block as a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And those are two players to really keep an eye on here as the season goes on based on uh, you know how happy they are with their respective situations and if they will be traded anytime soon. Um, yesterday, of course, was Martin Luther King Day down in the States, and it was cool to see Willie O'Ree getting a lot of love as it was the 63rd anniversary of his first game. Uh, he, of course, will have his number retired next month by our Boston Bruins. On Monday as well, the NHL Coaches Association announced it's honoring O'Ree by signing on to the NHL Declaration of Principles. This was unveiled in September of 2017, developed by and for 17 hockey stakeholders to advance policies, programs, and initiatives to create the best possible experience for the entire community. NHLCA President Lindsay Arkin wrote, The actual formalization of support for the Declaration of Principles comes at a time where you've seen a lot of change over the past year throughout the sports industry as a whole, not just Major League Hockey. We want to help develop this positive change in sports culture, and the timing of it coming out on Martin Luther King Day and Willie O'Ree's anniversary was significant time to announce we are signing on. We're excited to formalize it. Don't know why it took over three years for them to jump aboard, but here we are. The NHL, of course, certainly has a long way to go in ensuring hockey is for everyone. And I continue to applaud the uh, Hockey Diversity Alliance Black Girl Hockey Club for taking steps to do so. Uh, it was cool to see Akeem Alou given a nod as the uh, as one of the top most influential Canadians by McLean's magazine. Um, and some, wow, late breaking news here as I wrap up the podcast. Pierre Lebrun reporting the Carolina-Nashville game tonight is postponed because of a COVID situation with the Hurricanes. We've already had some postponements due to the Dallas Stars and now the Hurricanes, who just played yesterday against the Predators. Seems as though um, there will be some halt in the schedule because of them. Anyways... A lot going on on the podcast today. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. Uh, I hope you're all taking care of yourselves and keeping well. Quick pop culture update. My wife and I are nearing the end of season five of Justified, which I have really enjoyed. Also watching Superstore, which just came on Netflix up here in Canada, was also on Prime. So I'm on season three of that. Uh, kind of a office Parks and Rec light, uh, but pretty enjoyable and uh Shout out to Kids in the Hall alum Mark McKinney for really uh, bringing it on that show. Uh, Parks and Rec is coming to Netflix up here on February 1st, and I'll definitely be all over that. Uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with an episode featuring a mailbag segment. So if you have any questions, please do feel free to send them to at LO underscore Boston Bruins. 
Locked on Boston Bruins on Instagram. I know there's a question that came in last week that I need to answer, as well as at ENC McLaren on both platforms where you can find yours truly. Thanks again for listening, friends. Don't worry too much about our Bruins. Things will turn around, I believe. And of course, pray for Pasta that he's able to come back sooner than later. Take care, friends.